We know when we smell lavender, it smells like lavender. But what is going on inside your brain to tell you what that is? There is actually a way to train your nose to smell small differences, very minute differences. And we're going to learn about the science behind scent today. And stick around until the end of the episode where I'll test my nose with some of the iconic blends of Young Living. Hello and welcome to Young Living's podcast, The Wild Drop. My name is Jacob Young, your host. Young Living is a world leader in producing and distributing premium essential oils. And this podcast will provide you with drops of information about Young Living, including stories, history, product information, lots of little fun facts, and even more. To learn about scent, there is no one else I'd rather talk to than one of our own scientists, Scott Christian. Welcome back, Scott. Well, thank you for having me on again. We're so happy to have you back on here. Last time we had you on the podcast, we were talking about Simplified and the launch of that. And now it's been out for a little bit and we just re well, launched new products and relaunched the summer line again. And we're super happy to have that. But what's exciting about today for all of you is you get a little bit of the sneak peek and behind the scenes of how scent profiling and putting a scent together works specifically like with Simplified. And this also sometimes includes our blends. Not all of our blends are made for scent though. They do have and serve their specific purpose. And my dad always said, if they happen to smell good, that just happened to be a great benefit. But Scott is really good at making sure that stuff smells good. And that's why we are very happy to have him on our Simplified team. So Scott, why don't you share a little bit of your background and history for those who uh, were not able to listen to the first episode that you were on. And then let's dive into the world of scent. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I've been with Young Living for almost nine years next month. Congratulations. Thank you. But like most people started at the bottom, I started in the call center then joined product development under the personal care side once I finished my degree. And then 2018, took some perfumery courses and then started working on Simplified with you. And that brings us to here. And it's been so much fun. (laughs) We love having you. And Scott is, a lot of you ask me like, well, how did these scents come to be? And it starts with an idea of, you know, we kind of sit down and we're like, oh, we're looking for this type of scent, like a scent that reminds us of being at the beach, but it comes from wanting to bring back a certain memory or a certain time of our lives or to be able to have a certain experience when it comes to scent. And scent can give us all of that. And so Scott's been fantastic at being able to bring those specific scents to the simplified line. And uh, that's why all of you are like, wow, this is so on point. And it's pretty much all thanks to Scott in being able to get to the precise scent that you are looking for when it comes to those simplified scents. So when it comes to scent though, Scott, like how does that work and how does that get started? So like you said, sometimes we, when we're building a fragrance or a scent, we, we base it off of, oh, what is the title of the blend going to be? And sometimes that makes it simple, like Seaside. Or sometimes it's an experience or an emotion that we're trying to portray because a fragrance is an emotional experience. Like it's the one scent that goes the most direct into our brain. Our olfactory receptors go right there. And then we're able to experience it on a, a deeper and a more emotional level. So that way we can have these experiences and these opportunities. And sometimes like they'll make us cry, they'll make us laugh. Sometimes they'll take us back to places that we don't even remember remembering. Like simple example is Chris Bowerbank the other day gave me a sample from a vendor and he said, hey, will you smell this and tell me what you think? And I smelt it 
and instantly was taken back to my elementary school playground. Like something I haven't thought about in years, but I was there. I could see the four square painted on the ground. I could see the circle for dodgeball, the wall where we played wall ball. But why that fragrance in particular took me back there, I wouldn't be able to tell you, but obviously it was tied to a memory there. And so fragrances can be used to take us back to good memories in our lives. So yeah. that way we can remember these things. And it invokes emotion, kind of like what you're saying, Scott. And one thing that I would love for us to quickly dive into, kind of go off tangent here, is I think for a lot of people, there's a big misconception between fragrance and scent. When most people think of fragrance, they think of perfumes and colognes. And obviously, as we know, that's mostly tied to synthetics and chemicals and stuff like that. But simplified, in a sense, is a fragrance because it is multiple oils that create a certain scent to invoke a certain emotion or time or memory, whatever it may be. Can you kind of explain scent and fragrance and how they're not necessarily different, but they can be used in different forms and fashions and mean different things? It all just comes down to the, the jargon of the profession that you're looking at it. So if you look at it from a perfumery's world, they'll say fine fragrance is a perfume. A functional fragrance would be anything that goes in a soap, a shampoo, anything like that, if it goes into a functional product, to say. Whereas us with our essential oils, when we say a functional oil, we're talking about something that has more benefits than just its smell. And so in the end of the day, it just comes down to which terminology we choose to use and how we tie it to it. So you could call it a perfume or a fragrance, whichever you feel most comfortable with. In the end of the day, it's whichever one you want to use yeah. to say. So for, I guess, simplify, the correct terminology would be the functional fragrance? Yeah, it would be a functional fragrance because it is put into a, a diffuser, making it a room spray or a room fragrance. But along with that, we really want everyone to know that even though it is labeled as a fragrance, technically in the correct terminology in the scent world, it does not have synthetics. It does not have chemicals. Correct. It's all the oils that you know and love. And that's the great part is you don't have to worry about what you're breathing in. And that was a huge proponent for why we wanted to make Simplified is because, you know, air fresheners and candles are super popular nowadays. And some of them actually from studies that we've read online and studies that we've seen, uh, some actually have petroleum in them. And there was an amazing video that I saw online of a, of a doctor uh, talking about, please do not use air car fresheners and candles in your home anymore just because of the wax and the synthetics that you're burning and breathing in and taking in. It's very toxic for your lungs. Um, so that was that was a big reason to it. And you don't yeah, exactly. have to worry about that with Simplified. It's just for the smell of it. It smells great. It smells amazing. So for you, Scott, what, what was some fascinating details or behind the scenes uh, of going to that fragrance school? Like what's something that most people wouldn't expect or uh, would experience when going to a fragrance school? Just how simple it is to make a synthetic fragrance. But it's like, at the same time, we do all of our analytical testing on our essential oils. And if you were to see the GCMS report, you would see the, the major peaks that come out of that. Well, to make rose, rose are three specific peaks that you can make those three compounds synthetically very easily and very cheaply. So you can make a very passable rose fragrance with just three ingredients, even though we know like a natural rose oil is going to have hundreds of little peaks and everything. But to make just a simple rose that someone would recognize instantly, oh, yes, this is rose. It just takes three ingredients. Yeah. 
So for those of you that aren't familiar with the peak, Scott will explain what that peak means on the GCMS, which stands for grass chromatography machine. Yeah. So what that is, is we put in whatever sample we're wanting to read and the peaks represent how much it's reading. And then you would read it as if it's time. So there'll be a number under, underneath it. And that number represents how many minutes it took for it to process through. And so we have different standards to know, oh, we know that linalol comes out at this time and we're able to rematch peaks based on standards that we know. And so we're able to line it all up together and be like, okay, if we know that this peak is this compound, we can then extrapolate from there all the different compounds from it. And you're also able to debunk any synthetics or yeah. additives that are in a certain product or a certain uh, test oil that comes into our labs. We get sent oils almost all the time, uh, you know, from different vendors and people saying, oh, would you love to use our oils? And that is one of the very first things that we do is we throw it in the gas chromatography machine to look at those peaks and to see if there are synthetics, if there are additives, whatever it may be. Yeah, exactly. And we do that. And we have lots of different standards for the common synthetics that people can put in, other dilutants that can be in there. And at the same time, sometimes we dilute them ourselves because we want to see what happens yeah. to it. And so that way we can make sure that we're reading the, the instrument correctly. Fantastic. So when you were explaining the world of scent to me when we started working on Simplified, you're explaining to me how there's different levels of molecules, you know, from light to heavy and all of in between. Mm -hmm. So can you kind of walk me through those different types of molecules, what that scent profile is, and I guess just everything in between? Exactly. I can go ahead and we'll, we'll do a little example here with us. We have a couple of oils. So this works best if you use a blend. So go ahead and we'll give you iron will to use as your example. So if you go ahead and you can unscrew the cap or leave the cap on and we just smell it from the bottle like this, you're going to be like, okay, yes, I recognize this blend. And now second time, if we go ahead and we pop the, the plastic cap off. So now it's open and we're able to smell the oil, you'll notice that the, the fragrance or that profile shifted just slightly, right? Mm -hmm. And now I'll go ahead and I'll pass you a scent stick and just dip it in quarter of an inch into the oil is all you need. Just a tiny little drip. Oop, it's deeper than I thought. There we go. And then if we go ahead and we smell it off of the scent stick, you're going to notice that all three of those were, were different. At the same time, it was the same blend, but the fragrance profile shifted just slightly. Mm -hmm. as we are smelling it. So when we're smelling it off the bottle with the dripper cap still on, and this is going to be accentuated more if we're using an older bottle, is you're smelling majority heavy compounds on there because as we use the bottle, we're dripping out different oils, but the lighter compounds are going to evaporate quickly, and the heavier ones are actually going to dry and stick to that cap. So if this bottle is six months, seven months old, Obviously, we've used it a lot, which means that there's had more time for those heavy compounds to dry onto that cap. And you're like, okay, we're going to bypass that. We'll pull the cap off that has all the dried compounds on it, right? We'll go right to the oil so that way we can smell it. Well, when we're smelling an oil or a liquid like that, we have to deal with surface tension. Your surface tension is going to hold down heavy compounds, and the lighter compounds are going to more readily evaporate out. And so when we're smelling off of the top of a liquid, the majority of what we're smelling are the light compounds. So we have the, the two different sides of it. And so that's why in the larger fragrance world, we use a scent stick. And so if you notice now that you've dipped your scent stick, it's actually gone a little matte, yeah. the coloring of it. So that means that the oils have evaporated off for the most part. 
And so we can go ahead and we can smell it. And we're getting a more rounded profile of whatever that oil blend is. We're able to hold it and smell it more completely. But sometimes we feel ah, it's not quite strong enough. We want to smell a little more, right? And so we think, well, maybe if we dip more in and we make the whole scent stick or half of this five-inch scent stick, we dip two inches of it into oil, we can smell it better. Well, yes, it is going to be a stronger fragrance at that moment, but that's because if you'll look, that stick is going to be wet. It's going to be nice and shiny. And so, again, you're getting all of those light compounds. That's a, a little bit of oil on a large surface area, which is allowing those light compounds to very readily pop off. So it is stronger, but you're smelling, again, majority light compounds. If we want to get a stronger profile off of our scent stick, something we do is we'll just hold it under our nose and we'll breathe out slowly from our nose. Then we'll breathe in and we'll hold that breath that we breathe in for the count of two, three, whatever we want. Because as we breathe out, we're adding moisture to the environment. We're heating up that essential oil on the end of that stick. So that way when we breathe back in, we're getting a full profile. And it's actually going to, lots of times the blend or the fragrance is going to come alive in that moment. You'll notice it's so much stronger, more, more robust. That is actually fascinating. I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, you're right. The blowing out and the holding, there is a little bit of a different scent profile after doing that, ever ever so slightly. That's interesting. Yeah, and so also you'll want to move the scent stick away. Like we love to smell it, and we might want to just keep it here under our nose all day. But if we move it away, it gives our brain time to process and to to analyze and to see. Okay, how is this making me feel? Where is this taking me? Because just like as we're walking around, we don't notice our noses all day, right? Our brain's smart and edits that out of our vision. Well, if we keep the scent stick right here under our nose while we're thinking about it, our brain is going to slowly start shutting off different of those notes that are hitting harder than others mm -hmm. because our brain's smart. And it's like, well, we're still smelling this. We don't need it. And so it's going to stop processing it. It's not that the chemical reactions are stopping in our nose. Our brain is just smart enough to filter it back out. Yeah. So now that we understand, like, this is why we smell off of a scent stick, so that way we get that full profile, something to, to remember is your scent stick should be about five to six inches long, and we want to keep our hand as far away from the dipped oil as possible. Yes, we could pinch up close to where the oil is, but the fragrance of our skin, to us, doesn't smell like anything, but we do still have a fragrance. So if we're wanting to evaluate that oil in and of itself, we want to hold the very far end of the scent stick when smelling that oil or that blend and the same idea we don't want to dip both ends into two different oils because it's still close enough that our brain is going to smell it and if we're trying to evaluate and have a unique experience with that blend we want to have it by itself on the tip of that scent stick and so at the end of the day though if i'm walking down the hallway and one of my coworkers is like hey scott smell this blend i'm just going to grab the bottle that they hand me and i'm just going to smell it out of the bottle because in the end of the day i'm just enjoying that fragrance it doesn't mean that it's wrong to smell it out of the bottle. It doesn't mean it's wrong to smell it from the oil. And it doesn't mean that the scent stick is the is-all end of how we should smell things. But at the same time, when we were doing Simplified and we were sitting around together as me, you, Kate, and a few other people, when we evaluated each one, we made sure we used a scent stick because yep. we wanted to evaluate that fragrance in and of itself. And then on top of that, we put diffusers in the room and we smelled it out of the diffuser because that was how we wanted you guys as members to smell it and to enjoy it. And so we wanted to make sure we were evaluating it in the same way we wanted you guys to be using the oil. And what's cool about the diffuser part is we actually have a room specific for diffuser testing, not only the diffusers, but the diffusion of an oil itself. 
and we'll go through hundreds of hours of diffusion just to make sure we can tell you how long a certain oil can be diffused, you know, before you need to start cleaning it. Because like you were saying, some oils have heavier molecules that will kind of stick to the base of the orifice of the diffuser. So you need to clean it out. Sometimes they can get gunked out, you know, gunked and stuff and whatnot. So, but it's just fun to go into that room to see the hundreds of diffusers up <laughs> against that wall, just all diffusing at the exact same time. And it's also pretty entertaining how we kind of have, we kind of implemented this limit of how many oils we're smelling during Simplified or working on, which is usually three or four, because your nose actually gets very overwhelmed after smelling so many different oils and so many different oils in a specific blend as well, that by the time we get to like the third or fourth oil, like, I, I honestly don't know what I'm smelling. I can't tell what I'm smelling because uh, everything all smells the same right now. That's why if you ever kind of hear the, you know, the expression of like, oh, smell some coffee beans, it really just kind of clears the whole scent profile. Or a lot of people just kind of stick their nose, you know, um, kind of in their whatever this part of your arm is called the little crevice or crack you know your elbow. elbow yeah your elbow crack <laughs> your elbow or your shoulder yeah and you'll just take a big whiff and it kind of just resets your olfactory system yeah. um but you definitely get overwhelmed when you're mixing and having fun with oils but it's all fascinating it's all super fun and entertaining and we love it exactly so obviously you know this is something that you do this is your profession your job but for, you know, like the everyday user, is there some fun facts or something they can kind of share as like a party trick to their friends with this or? Yeah. So the fun thing to do, or one thing to know with Sense6 is really fun is sometimes, you know, someone might come over and be like, hey, I'm looking at three different oils. I don't know which one I want to order this month. I can't afford all three of them because life is tough for all of us. Right. And so they're like, which one do I want? Well, using a scent stick, especially on some of those higher priced oils, makes it really nice because we can dip it in and we can smell it. And. We can have that full experience with it, but at the same time, if they just fold up the tip of the paper where they've dipped it, they can set it on the counter, on the coffee table, wherever they're at, and they can line up all the different ones that they're wanting, or they can hold them side by side and take one at a time back and forth to see, okay, which oil is it that I want to smell? But at the same time, it's really fun if you were to make these and have them at a party, you know? You have your bottles of whatever, and you set those on the coffee table, and you hand all of your your downline and your party members, different scent sticks, and ours are just made out of printer paper. It's just printer paper cut about a quarter of an inch thick by five to six inches long, and you just dip it. And so that way they can go ahead and they can smell, and you can then hold all the different fragrances together if you want to give yourself a little bouquet of whatever you're smelling. So if you're thinking of blending and you're like, ooh, I want to blend with rose, jasmine, and neroli, but those are all really expensive. And you're like, what levels of each one do I want to use? Well, if you dip a scent stick into each one, you can then shift them up and down. So that way the proximity to your nose shifts. So that way as you're smelling it, you're like, oh, yes, I do want the rose to be the strongest. Yeah, neroli was coming off a little hard. I'm going to pull it down, and I want jasmine in the middle. And so then you've made a simple tiered step with your scent sticks. So you're like, oh, okay, I'll do three drops, two drops, and one drops respectively for whatever blend that you're trying to make for your little diffuser blend. Yeah. So that way you can practice and play with building fragrances without using tons of these very precious oils in experimenting. Because as much as we all wish we had the lab and could go in and use whatever <laughs> oils we want to play and make all these different blends, when we're doing it from our own budget, it makes it a little tough sometimes. And that's an easy way to preemptively test okay how are these going to blend together yeah and this is perfect for kind of what you're saying you know if you're really you know 
budget concerned or you're really stingy with your oils and you don't want to share too much, you know, most people will be like, oh, try a drop in the hand. If you don't want to even share a drop in the hand, the scent stick is a great way to go. It doesn't take up that much of oil and it's, you know, it, it sucks in a lot of oil. So you don't have to use that much. Just kind of like Scott said, just a quarter of an inch down. Don't honestly need that much oil. And I think it's just a, a great way to share. Like I said, if you're wanting to be kind of conscious of the oil that you're using and not wanting to share too much or use too much or whatever it may be. So I love that. That's exactly. a great idea. And then you can pass that same stick around the whole group. You can pass it around and everyone can smell the same one yeah. if you want, or everyone can have their own. So another fun thing that you can do at your parties is if there's someone that's very well-versed in all the different oils and the blends and they're like, yeah, I know all of them. You can go ahead and behind the counter, dip a scent stick into one of your oils and be like, okay, what's this? Let's play the game of who can tell which fragrance this is or what blend this is. Yeah. And we'd like to play that with Jacob now. Oh dear. Well, I'm willing to give it a try. I'm fairly decent at this, but I'm not super great. My nose is still in training, so I've got, <laughs> I've got a few years ahead of me. Okay. We have this whole wall of oils behind Jacob. I'm going to hand a scent stick off to our producer and have him pick a blend. <laughs> Everyone is giggling in here as we get this ready. We have an excellent choice of oils when it comes to this wall behind us. Some that you can't even get anymore. We're quite honored. Sample number one. That's just orange. There's nothing special about that. Just good old orange. Yep. I'm glad I didn't fill that one. That would have been, been bad. <laughs> so we started a little easier. Now we're going to go ahead and move into some of the blends here. All right. Sample number two. Oh, this is what I use every single day as my personal cologne. This would be highest potential. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> we whiffed on the guessing of hard ones there. Overdipped that one, but number three. Number three. Ooh. Okay. Little tricky. I want to say energy, maybe. Or is no. that? Or is this? Wait. It's either energy. No. One heart from the foundation. The foundation blend. Yes. One heart. There's a few of the same oils in it. That's why I wasn't sure. All right, go ahead and smell yourself, you know, because our own skin, ourself, is scent neutral to ourselves, be it because we all use... It's what a good I, thing I showered today. Yeah, but like the, the bar soaps that we use, the shampoos that we use, the detergents that we use, be they young living or not, whatever we use on a normal basis is scent neutral to us. Like an easy example of this, I had a cousin that you'd go into his house and you could instantly smell their detergent and we knew we were at my cousin's house or my cousin was over. But at the same time, I would ask them, can you smell it? And they couldn't notice it because to them, that fragrance was scent neutral. Because so. it's something that they use every day. Yeah, it's what we use every day. Okay. Okay. One more. Ooh. This is an older one. I don't think a lot of people know about this one. Mm, it's, I want to say motivation or transformation, one of the two. 
Yep, that is motivation. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's an older one. Not a lot of people use that one or actually know that we have motivation. So I do like that one. Just add that to your next order for next month. Give it a try. Yeah. All right, and we'll do one more. Oh, you're really trying to fool me with that one, Cole. <laughs> Good old lavender. <laughs> <laughs> that curveball wasn't much of a curveball. No. <laughs> I don't know. See, next so. time we'll have to do one of our Mona lavender versus the Idaho lavender versus some of our French lavender. See if you can tell the difference between those three. Then we're getting yeah, we're getting tricky. <laughs> they have some very, like the molecules in them are ever so slightly different just because of the oil, you know, the climate, elevation. Um, but yeah, you, if you're really good with your nose, you can pinpoint them. So, but yeah. Well, this exactly. has all been super great and fascinating, Scott. I honestly love that we're sharing this part about essential oils because a lot of people see oils in a very different way uh, than, you know, you and I perceive them. But I think it's fascinating that, you know, we talked about how these are functional fragrances. There's more than just one use for them. Um, there's so many different uses and scent is still a very big use for that because of how it plays into our emotions and how we use them in our everyday lives. So I love that we're talking about this. I love that we're sharing and uh, we hope to have you back on the podcast soon. For sure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your time. And thank you for tuning into this episode of The Wild Drop. Remember, you can listen on iTunes, Spotify, on YouTube, and our website at www.youngliving.com. Don't forget to oil up Young Living family. This is Jacob Young, dropping out. Take care. <laughs>